0: Well, hey, everybody, it's time again for the uh, Ken Pierpont Story podcast. And this is uh, another in the Christmas version of the podcast, Christmas Stories. Hey, in Christmas of 1965, my dad wasn't home. He was a world away in the jungles of Vietnam. And my mom was pregnant that Christmas with my little brother, Kevin. Kevin would be born in March. And my sister Melanie that year was about nine years old. I lay in my bed on a December night a few weeks before Christmas in our little bungalow at 1917 Francis Street in Grand Rapids. My bedroom was the best bedroom in the house. It was a a porch on the back of the house repurposed into a wonderful boy's bedroom complete with a wall of three or four casement windows looking out on the backyard. There was a bed, really a small cot. There was a narrow dresser which I still have in my basement, story for another day. There was an old one-armed school chair. Mom refinished the wood frame of the bed, the dresser, and the chair to match, and, and she made curtains and a bedspread from blue fabric with an antique train print. I think she and Aunt Sue worked on the project together. I loved my my little room. It was my very own little cozy place. Well, that night, I was awake and my mind, as usual, was active. Mom was listening to Christmas music, and I could see the lights from the Christmas tree reflecting on the paneled wall of my room. Mom had read all the child development books, and she knew how many hours of sleep a boy of seven would need, but I was unusually high energy, so I didn't go to sleep quickly at 7.30 that night. Mom was talking on the phone to her friend Joyce Loy, and I could hear every word. I didn't really pay much attention until I picked up that she was talking about what I was going to get for Christmas. So I lay perfectly still and I held my breath to listen. Yeah, Ken bought a transistor radio for Kenny, I heard her tell Joyce. My heart raced. I let out my breath. A radio? My own transistor radio? Had I heard it right? Could it be? Christmas morning, I, I opened my gift. It was not a dream. It was a real radio of my very own, mailed all the way from Vietnam. I feigned surprise and felt guilty, but did I love my radio? It was a white radio with a nice leather cover. One of the first times in my life that I had that sensation of the embarrassment of riches. I felt very privileged to have such a nice radio in my possession. Still, It didn't really seem like Christmas without Dad there. Shortly after the first of the year, Dad came home to stay. That spring, we made a trip to Myers Thrifty Acres on 28th Street, and Dad bought me a new ball glove. He taught me to throw and catch out in the thin strip of grass between our drive and the neighbor's in the shade of a fine old maple. At night, I slept with that glove under my pillow to break it in, and I listened to the Detroit Tigers on my very own transistor radio. Back when Dad had left for Vietnam, my little heart was broken. We, we drove him to the bus station, and I cried all the way home in the back of my Grandpa's International. My Uncle Jim sat back there with me, and he tried to comfort me. Night after night, though, I lay in my bed, and I longed for my dad to be home with us. On Christmas, I would gladly have gone without a present if I could have had my dad with us. Maybe it was then that the conviction began to form in my heart that people are infinitely more valuable than things. Just to have a loved one present its a priceless gift. Sustained, unhindered conversation is a rare and wonderful treasure. Our souls long for, for eye contact, for meaningful touch, for the very smell of the people that we love. There's nothing you can buy, not, no gift that you can give that can ever satisfy your longing for that. I could never put it, have put it in words back then. But that's what was happening in my little seven-year-old heart, lying in my bed, listening to Christmas music on a winter night just before Christmas in 1965.